the spice in it. There it is. Really? Okay. He wants a response. He wants a reaction. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. No, you? No. No one. No one actually cares. Nobody. None. No one. Welcome back, everyone, to the No One Really Cares podcast. And to be honest, I don't feel like cracking jokes today. You're listening to an anonymous podcast, but you pretty much know exactly who it is. And for my friends who used to hear me and know what this podcast is, where I usually am having a good time and cracking jokes, today's not the day. Today's not the mood or the vibe for that. Because right now in this country, none of that is the mood or the vibe right now. And you're just going to hear a side of me that you probably haven't heard before or see a mood that you probably haven't heard before. And, and frankly, like, I think I owe it to whoever listens to this. And if you're, if you're a new listener, welcome. But this is going to be different. You know, today I was planning on coming to this podcast and talking about Leonard Fournette going to the Buccaneers, right? That was going to be my plan. I was going to come over here. I was going to gripe. It's going to crack some jokes about football, and I was going to have another solo football podcast. And I open up Twitter at some point today, and I see the word Rochester. And I see man is killed by police, by the police putting their knee on his neck until he's dead. To be honest with you, I backed out of Twitter really quickly, I said, because I was working, and I thought to myself, I, I can't how how why after everything here we are once again and to be honest I just put it off I mentally put it off I distracted myself throughout the entire day until I was watching hard knocks and today's episode which was or this week's episode which was episode four highlighted the shooting of Jacob Blake, which I'll talk about in this podcast as well, and the responses of people in the sports, sporting world, and to that. So if you've been living under a rock and don't know what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a man walking away who was breaking up a fight in his neighborhood is walking away from the police. And his kids are in the car and the the police follow him and shoot him in the back seven times. Thank God he didn't die. First off, I want to hear his story. I want, I can't wait for the day where he comes out and speaks up. It's going to be very powerful. And I really want to hear that, what he has to say. Second, what, what, like, what more what more can we see now at this point? What more what is it going to take? What is it going to take? We've seen black people get shot. We've seen black people get killed. We've seen black people have their knee uh, police officers have their knee on their neck. We've seen everything. And why isn't anything being done about it? Why? How? What argument now? Qualified immunity? 
What more do we need to do? And as I'm thinking this, I see something that I've never seen before, which is the players of the NBA in Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Bucks specifically, decide to sit out what is called a wildcat strike during a playoff game. They say, we're not going to play today. And their opponent says, you know what? We're not going to play too. And a lot of other teams in the NBA say, we're not going to play too. And then the WNBA people say, we're not going to play too. And Naomi Osaka decides, I'm not going to play in tennis. And then during hard knocks, the Chargers, and I'm pretty sure the Rams too, if I'm remembering correctly, say they're not going to practice, they're not going to scrimmage, and they're going to do what they can do, which is protest or strike, wildcat strike. And if you don't know what wildcat strike is, it's when you strike without the approval of unions. Um, so they're risking a lot by doing this. And for me, that's really, really important to not only understand but to also see how where we're at now. We've protest. We've made statements. And I think corporations have, even though I not always I don't always think they have the best intentions, they're at least doing something with their with what they're doing. They're drawing awareness to it. But clearly not clearly nothing's really happened. This shit's still fucking happening. Someone still gets shot. And and just to just to have a little preference to uh, to what happened the in Rochester this actually happened in March of 2020 okay so let's talk about that right now which is tying this all together in March of 2020 it's very cold in Rochester New York a man who I, either he was having a mental breakdown or he was on drugs which none, none of those should excuse the behavior of what the those police officers did he was naked in the streets at, in the middle of the night, um, and the police find him because his brother called them to help him. He said, please don't kill my brother, he said. He literally said, please don't shoot my brother. First off, the fact that he has to say, please don't shoot my brother, go help him, and they kill him, is infuriating. And it drives me crazy. And all, when I watched the video, all the blood from my limbs rushed away and I felt cold and I was so close to giving up and I said you know what that's what this is for that's what this podcast has been and that's what the point of it is it's for me to do what I think is my part and to use my voice in the video he's on the ground he's naked it's the middle of the winter it's it's winter in New York it's March and they're, he's on, it's snowing. They don't get him a blanket. He, he's, he's freaking out, right? And they're having this thing called delirium. I forgot, I'm not really certain, but he was, he was trying to get up. And that's when, of course, the police officers have to take control of the situation. And they're cracking jokes along the way. And that just makes you even more mad. It makes you even more pissed off when you see that. And then when they realize that he's choking, and making noises and gurgling, they start to take it seriously. And that just made it even worse for me. I mean, it's just hard. It was hard to watch. And then they have the paramedics come and they do compressions. They take them away. And nothing really happened until now because the body cam footage is out. And to me, 
that is not only I'm happy that we have things like body cam, but it also reminds me of, think about how many times this has happened to other people where they didn't have the safety of body cam. And for hundreds of years where we didn't have video cameras capturing this, it reminds me of the revolution will be televised. Clearly, that's where we're at in 2020. So I see this. I'm upset. I see what's happening on Hard Knocks. And I feel empowered because the NBA acted really, really quickly on this, okay? Because the players, they got back to playing basketball quick. And that just shows you that the people who are in charge finally felt the pain. Because guess who's making all of this go around? The players. And in the NBA, the majority of players are, are black. They're able to make this, to get that done. The NBA listen to them. They're not out here putting out things on t-shirts and, and things on the back of names. I guarantee you they were heard quick. Cause playoffs, that's where they make the most of their money. That's the highest of ratings. And I guarantee you they thought, they saw how much ad revenue and how much more, all that they were losing and they acted quickly. So that's good. It worked to an extent, to the extent that their message was relayed. And seeing that inspires me because that makes me think, well, why are we as a society not doing this too? What's stopping us? What's stopping the nine to five people from doing it? What's stopping us from doing it? And now you might be saying, well... NBA players get millions of dollars, so it's okay if they miss a day of work, and it's okay if they sacrifice this, that, and the other to get their point across. I mean, nothing nothing is different. People in the 60s boycotted the bus, okay? They, boy, they boycotted the bus for a long time till they were heard. You know how hard it is to boycott the bus when you don't got a car? <laughs> You might be saying, well, I, I can't afford to miss out on one day's work. I'm living paycheck. I, I understand. And you know what? That's also part of the problem. But guess what happens if we all do it? Those people at the top, they're not making money either. And they're going to see those losses and they're going to be like, maybe we should get this shit figured out. Because if this keeps happening... They're not going to be making money. And that seems to be the only way that we get our message across is, hey, if you don't listen to us and action isn't made, money's about to be lost. That's why I like the NBA movement so fucking well. That's why I liked it. They say, hey, we're the, one that make, we're the ones that make this thing go around. And just by a numbers perspective, the working class, we're the ones that make this thing go around. And you know it. You know what we can do? We can use our right to protest at the workplace. Don't go. Why don't we do this? Why are we not banding together and doing that? That is so effective. We will be heard if we do that. It will happen. The business leaders will be like, well, we, we need to get this shit fucking figured out real quick. And I know it's easier said than done. 
it's absolutely easier said than done. And there's probably got there's probably a way better way than to do it than me just like rambling off at you know twelve in the, at night. But think about it. Think about what would happen if we all stopped working for one day, for us to get justice, for us to get the system figured out. Think about how powerful that would be. Think about what could be accomplished if our message was heard and how powerful it would be if everyone said, we're not doing, we're not dealing with this anymore. Think about that. And if I convince one of you that this is a good idea, then I think my job is done. At least one of you. And I want to talk about this final point because it's going to take more than just protesting. It's going to take more than striking. It's going to take things like voting. And lately, I've been really frustrated just at the thought of how. How? How, after this long, can people have a blind eye? Can people find anything? How can people find anything at this point to still support people who are in charge, who are, for example, calling the people at Charlottesville fine people on both sides? How can you accept that? Because of the economy? Because of what? What? You think, I, I don't know what to say anymore. If the only thing that you're looking at is things like, oh, the stock market's doing well. I like his policies. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for standing by. Shame on you for not being informed. Shame on you for turning a blind eye. And shame on you for not having compassion. That you think the only thing that matters is the business in this case. That you think the only thing that matters is the policies. And you don't see what else is going on. Or you or you try to see what's going on, but you're looking at it from a source that might not be the most reliable. That's leaning the that, that might that might be leaning in, on, to the right. If you're offended, I'm sorry, but hey, you got to do your research. And if you've done your research and you've come to that conclusion, then I can't help you. And I don't think you're an ally anymore. If you're not absolutely on board with this, then I know if I can support it because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all of this. I don't want to see people get killed anymore. I don't want to see people get killed anymore. And I don't want to see when that happens that nothing happens or that we just... We paint the court with Black Lives Matter like the, like the NBA did. Or we, we sell t-shirts or, or repost stories. I don't want that. I want more. I don't want to be that, that 60-year-old, that 70-year-old. For ex- because in, in, in HBO Hard Knocks, the, one of the coaches is 60 years old. And he says, I've been dealing with this since I was six. I grew up in the South. And it's still happening. Think of ways that you can help out. It doesn't always have to be protesting. It can be things like striking. It can be things like voting. And it can be things like convincing one person. Who could that convince another person? Who can then open up their eyes and convince another person? That's what it takes. Because I can't do this anymore. And I hope you feel the same way. That I've, I'm sick of this. and We're done. We're, we can't do this anymore. So before I start rambling, before I start ranting a bit too much, even though today was very heavy... I still feel inspired. So thank you for listening. Take these learnings that you had here and move forward with them in your own communities. And let's see some fucking change. Because the revolution will be televised.